Hello, and welcome to Moments of Inspiration, a podcast for educators by educators, with the purpose of sharing what's right in the world for a change. So buckle up and come take a journey with us, because no matter where you are, we're on this road together. We're excited to continue the Focus 5 series here on Moments of Inspiration. What is the Focus 5, you ask? Well, districts around the state have been invited to submit five tips or success stories from remote or hybrid learning, so we can feature them on our digital teaching and learning platforms. These episodes will feature voices from districts sharing their successes, or it may be your ILCs recording a list submitted for the newsletter in text form. Either way, We hope you walk away with some fresh perspectives on how educators, leaders, and learners across North Carolina are turning a temporary problem into lasting solutions. In this episode, you're going to hear from Casey in Union County. She talks about the many ways that they have been supporting teachers, students, and parents in navigating virtual and hybrid learning. I love the variety of options that they offer, especially the innovation showcase that she's going to be discussing. While it's helpful to have access to professional development like webinars and conferences, we all know that sometimes the best ideas can come from the teacher right down the hallway. What stood out to you, Chris? Well, what immediately struck me was the way Casey said they jumped headlong into the concept of asynchronous professional development using Canvas as their platform from the very beginning. The idea that teachers could learn and grow, all while experiencing Canvas from the student perspective, is powerful. I also admire the fact that they have intentionally transformed that PD from basic skills to instructional strategies over time. That was powerful. You definitely need to start with the foundational knowledge of the tools, but we know that the best teaching is when we focus on instructional impact. Okay, you guys are here to listen to Casey, not to us. So without further ado, the Focus Five from Union County. This is Casey Rimmer, and I'm the Director of Innovation and EdTech with Union County Public Schools. And I'm going to share with you our Focus 5. DPI has asked us to share what strategies have been used to help our success with remote learning. And we compiled a list of our top five items. They are in no particular order, but I'm just going to kind of share the strategy and how we have accomplished that task or hurdle or conquered that hurdle in our district in the last several months. So our first one, number one, is professional development. Right out of the gate, when schools closed in March of 2020, we began creating modules to help teachers to get what they needed from our professional development. We had teachers all over the board with different types of skills in different types of platforms and with different types of products. And that teach different levels, that have different students. And so we realized very quickly that we were not staffed with the ability to provide teachers with every single thing that every single teacher needed. So we started kind of prioritizing and creating modules for teachers to complete asynchronously through Canvas. One of the really great benefits of this was that because we were using Canvas, teachers were really able to experience Canvas as the student first and see how we organize lessons and what it looks like from the 
student point of view. And that was really nice. So we created all kinds of on-demand modules. At the beginning, we did a bunch in the spring that were very basic level, and we continue to add to those. We've added to those all summer long, all fall long. And now we're really shifting to kind of up the ante on those modules. And now our modules are really revolving around instructional strategies, like building teacher credibility, teacher clarity, building relationships with students. How do you engage students? How do you give them feedback? Where at the very beginning, some of those modules were very basic. How do you create a quiz or new quiz in campus? And so those are all on demand. And we have hundreds of topics now. And teachers are able to go to our Canvas courses and get what they need and accomplish the tasks that they feel like they need to learn a little bit more about. So that's been very, very successful. We also have kind of shifted some of that professional development that was 100% asynchronous. And now we're about 50-50 with asynchronous and synchronous. So we are now offering some live events to help teachers share some of those pieces, collaborate and share great practices with each other. I think that's one of the things that was really missing from those modules is that teachers were learning in isolation and it was convenient so that they could fit it into their very over full schedules. We made it so it was available at all hours of the day and night to them the asynchronous, but now we are offering synchronous opportunities as well, where teachers can kind of talk with each other, reflect and share things that work for them. And that's bringing a little bit of that social piece back to our professional development. So we're really excited about that. We launched that at the beginning of this semester. Our number two for our focus five is one learning management system. We were have been using Canvas. We are in year four of our Canvas implementation. So many of our middle and high school teachers were relatively familiar with Canvas, but we were able to extend it. Prior to the COVID closures, we were 312 one-to-one. And so our Canvas users were basically third through 12th grade. We were able to expand our Canvas licensing to include kindergarten, first and second grade as well. And this has really helped our staff to target support in one LMS, as well as build resources for teachers, like the professional development we just talked about, but also to build resources for students and parents and how to navigate as a student, how to navigate as a parent, and it's really allowed us to help build content for all of our stakeholders, not just our teachers. Number three is supporting our school-based support. So we have a very small professional development staff. There's only two of us on our team. So we have had to really lean very heavily on our school-based coaches. And what we have done is we've created a Microsoft team where all of the instructional coaches and the instructional support personnel can kind of bounce ideas off of each other and ask questions and get support from our district level media coordinator support or our professional development, our Canvas support, things like that. So they have a place where they can kind of ask. So if a teacher asks them and they don't know the answer, they often come to the Microsoft team and they float the question out there. But we also have offered lunch and learn sessions to those folks. So one example is when we were learning about grade passback from Canvas to Power Teacher Pro, we offered a lunch and learn on strategies to think about or to look for when a teacher's grade book is not passing back to Power Teacher Pro. And what are the things that you want to make sure that they have categories, you want to make sure that there's dates, you want to make sure that it's assigned to all students. And so we have been supporting those school-based folks in supporting their teachers. And that has been a really great process. Our number four is the Innovation Showcase, and this one is one of my favorites. It is a bi-weekly opportunity for teachers to share what they're doing, innovative things in their classroom, and how it's impacting their students. 
and where they learned about it. So we have had all kinds of amazing topics. Teachers, we did this in the spring as well. And just having teachers share the cool things that they're doing. It started very early with the Bitmoji craze. Um, We got in early on that. We had some teachers that were early adopters that were really excited about using their Bitmoji in, in instruction and to award kids and build community in their classroom. And just recently we shared, on Friday we had an innovation showcase where teachers shared how they are getting feedback from students and how that's impacting how they're planning and building their content. And so that's been really great. It only takes 30 minutes. We have a presenter from every level, one elementary, one middle, and one high. They come from all parts of our county and they just share about eight to 10 minutes about what they're doing, how it's impacting their students and how they learned how to do it. And so I often tell our participants that it is totally okay if you tell folks that you are self-taught or direct them to a YouTube video or direct them to our modules. However, you learned about what it is that you're doing. We want you to share that with the rest of the team. And so it's very fast. It's only 30 minutes from start to finish. We record them and then we put them in a YouTube playlist and we share those out with teachers. And we've had a great number of views on all of those videos. And it's just a really good way. You know, we used to see each other at professional development events or district-wide events and we used to be able to share and we've lost a little bit of that. And so the goal of this innovation showcase is to bring some of that back and build connections with teachers across the district, even if they're 100% virtual and they're at home every day or they're not in the building or they they're the only teacher that teaches that content or uses that strategy in their building. We want to connect them with other teachers that are like-minded and grow along with each other. So that has been a really great piece and very it's very invigorating. I always feel very energized after we host an innovation showcase. And then last one is our Ask Me Anything rooms. And these were a really big hit in the spring and in the beginning of this first semester. But Ask Me Anything rooms are really just where we kind of created these rooms. We share them with teachers, the availability with teachers. Right now, we still have one room open twice a week for one hour from two to three. And it's just an opportunity for people to come into that room. And we say, ask me anything. Most often, they're asking about technology or how to access something or resources or things like that. But they bring all kinds of questions. And sometimes we say, well, we might not be able to answer that question, but we can help you get an answer to that question or we can put you in touch with the person who can answer that question. And so that has been a relief to some folks who used to be able to connect with people in the building and see them every day and have the opportunity to say, oh, hey, I had a question about new students in Destiny, for example. Who puts the new students in Destiny? How do they get there? How long does that take? And so sometimes people just drop into our Ask Me Anything rooms. We do have standing office hours, Tuesdays and Thursdays from two to three. And we often expand those Ask Me Anything hours on teacher work days so that if teachers have questions or teachers need something, we are also available on those teacher work days, which is very handy when we're changing semesters and Canvas courses are being populated and rosters are being built and things like that. So it has proven fruitful. It's worth our time to spend that time in that room. And if we can answer one person's questions, that is totally worth it for that 60 minutes of time. So we are enjoying those Ask Me Anything rooms. So we kind of have some planned support. And then we also have fly by the question types of support. We have found by offering both types in tandem, right? The on-demand support, but also the live support. Offering a mixture of both of those has really been the key to helping us support our teachers because sometimes teachers need to get to it at 8.30 p.m. or 11.30 p.m. or 4.30 a.m., but they also have the opportunity sometimes during work days and in specific hours to be able to join in as well. And so we have really benefited from offering both types 
of support for our teachers to hopefully get them through this crazy time where they are doing so many things and they are working so hard and they are learning so fast. We couldn't be more proud of the teachers and all that they have learned and all that they are balancing while they are teaching in all these different environments. We might be distanced, but we can still be social through the many channels available to us in this digital age. Moments of Inspiration launched with the idea of keeping us connected during these interesting times and telling stories from the classroom, whether they're remote, hybrid, or safely in person. After all, as Kate DiCamillo says, stories connect us. Thanks for listening, and please be on the lookout for our next episode coming soon. If you wish to contribute and share your story, please visit us at bit.ly forward slash all caps ILC MOI. That's bit.ly forward slash all caps ILC MOI. The Moments of Inspiration podcast was written, recorded, and produced by Molly Holloman, Stacey Lovedahl, and Chris Benick. It is available on the following podcast platforms, Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio, as well as through our website. The music in this episode was taken from YouTube Creator Studio and includes Rolling Heads by Unicorn Heads, Redwood by Kinkos Morera, Credit Jam by Chris Benick, Birds by Corbin Kites, and Good Times by Patrick Patrikios. We are so thankful that you have chosen to take the time to listen, and we look forward to hearing from you. Please consider subscribing and leaving us some positive reviews. Now come on, get your voice out there. Oh, moments of inspiration. Everybody's talking about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>